Welcome to the Subtle Storm. Hello, everybody. My name is Sky, and I go by Sky Storm. And this is the podcast where we talk a little bit about the subtle storm that we may consider to be life and the human experience and how to truly understand and to weather those types of storms that may come up in our existence. And today we're going to talk a little bit more of a a conversational um, acknowledgement today about experiences and and the way in which they all differ and how we're all on very similar but very different paths. And this is something that came to my attention of in a different lesson. It's come to me in many forms throughout life and, and in my experience and in my growth. But it came in a new way this past weekend. So I'm going to tell you a little, little bit about that. I had an encounter with a woman who had some overt narcissistic tendencies and but one of was a very proud moment for me and my growth and my experience to be able to actively set boundaries and have this type of like keen awareness of the way that she was interacting and not taking offense, not allowing her space and her bubble of experience to affect me in any way. I was still aware. Um, I was also, which was a new thing for me with these types of individuals, as in my past experiences, there's been a lot of grudges and reactions to these types of individuals, where, as in this case scenario, um, I gained this compassion for this woman, and I think it does, in a way, come from learning more about what narcissism is, how it can begin, and all of these different concepts, and it was, it wasn't prevalent in my mind, necessarily, it was just a new way of interaction, and, but that compassion was still there, but it, I found a balance in this moment where I didn't give in fully into my compassion, to which I do on occasion, just by my nature, is give so much compassion to people and so much love to people that I don't give enough to myself in the same way. But in this interaction, I was aware of my boundaries, aware of how I was feeling, and also still listening, engaging, and having compassion for this individual whom I knew immediately was not going to be somebody that I allowed into my space or allowed into my personal vulnerability. And this gave me a new sense of acknowledgement of the different paths that we're on. In this conversation, she tried to, one, weaponize my age, which for me, if you've listened to my age videos, or not videos, um, podcasts, you will, you'll understand this a little bit more, but that's very triggering for me. It's for somebody to kind of utilize the age that I'm at in life against me. It was kind of done to me when I was younger, and so there's this kind of innate trauma that comes along with that conversation, and that's why a lot of the times I don't prefer to tell anybody my age until we've had adequate conversations or when I can see that they're not going to utilize it as a weapon. But sometimes that takes a really long time and a lot of vulnerability and other aspects to be accumulated in order to get to that point with somebody. Um, 
in this conversation, I had set that boundary almost immediately. She had kind of come up to me asking me my age and kind of berating me a little bit about my experience in life. And just in a way of like, in a sense, make trying to make me feel like I didn't know anything compared to her so that her wisdom or whatever she'd want to call it, that she was kind of trying to exude on me was going to stick or, or something of that nature. And I immediately set the boundary and I said, you know, I don't, I'm timeless <laughs> and I don't prefer to conversate about my age at this moment. And she continually asked me and there was another guy that was involved in this conversation and she kind of used him as a, like, a sturdy point to back her up in a way where he wasn't, he wasn't giving in to her conversation really necessarily either. But she was like, well, I can ask her age. It's fine. Like, things like that. And he was enforcing that boundary and saying, like, no, if she doesn't want to conversate on this, then it's fine. But that weaponization. And also, I witnessed, and in some ways, she was trying to utilize her life experience um, onto me. And she was saying how she's a Buddhist, she's a yogi, and um, how there is one thing that, that she... And that these are maybe slightly irrelevant, but they do come into play within this acknowledgement, really. Um, she had mentioned... She, we started talking about how... Um, People oftentimes want to look to, towards the future to make them secure in the present. And it wasn't stated that intellectually, but it was the same type of um, conversation. And later on in the conversation, she had made a comment on how she's just in a very difficult period of life right now. And she said how in two months when her lawsuit or something like that is over with, she'll be fine. And... I caught that and immediately asked, well, hey, do do you see that the lesson that you're trying to push on to me or just push outwardly is a lesson that you haven't recognized for yourself? Are, are you able to allow yourself to recognize that and move more towards that? And she didn't really listen to anything I said except for the where I questioned her, which is a very common um thing within narcissism is is that kind of defense not offense defense um and her response to that was no 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 but but like you know I'll be fine in two months and just gotta, I just gotta get there and that was a moment in a way for me to reflect and, and come back once again in this conversation to myself and say okay I can uh, once again acknowledge that this path that she's on is individual from me it has no correlation and that was an acknowledgement that I had to make throughout that entire conversation of this is this other human being, this other human life's experience. And um, there had to have been a series and maybe a lifetime of traumas and difficulties to have this mindset that she has and to be going through life in this way and to be perceiving and communicating this way. There's a lot of protection built up in this type of personality. Um, there's a lot of defense and I mean it's protection and there's a lot of just instability within this type of you know and it gave me room to have compassion and, and recognize the difference and how her experience is 
individual, her experience, because of that lesson that she was trying to tell me, which then she didn't, I don't know how to explain, like, the way that I'm, I'm viewing this in some ways. I think trying to show somebody a lesson that you are still trying, and this is, this is a kind of analogy for different aspects of life, not just within narcissism, but if somebody tries to, I, I think a lot of times it's very common in conversation. It's almost like socially kind of, one, acceptable and also like encouraged in a way to conversate while also giving advice or to kind of like analyze somebody else's situation and console them in some way. In this this shows up in all different types of personalities. It's the way that we interact. Um that can <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> that can come out of a place of compassion. That can come out of a place of love. And it can also come out of a place of control and manipulation and negative manipulation and, and all these different things. But either way the way that their thoughts are patterned and working are based off of their own experiences and the lessons that they have been faced with and that they have learned throughout their lifetime. It is the way that they would handle a situation that you are presented with with a completely different perspective in life. And I use this analogy a lot when I'm talking to people of like, we all have a toolbox. You know, we, we live our life with, with a toolbox next to us at all times. Whether we w- walk away from it or, you know, we have it, we're holding it by our side, we have a toolbox. And sometimes we're missing tools. And, you know, everybody's carrying a toolbox. So within each interaction, we either we want to give one or we want to take one. And sometimes for the specific you know, project that we're working on, that tool that somebody else has given us might not be the right fit. And it might not work for that project. It might come in handy later on, or it might sit in your toolbox forever. (laughs) Or you might lose it or forget about it or give it back to them. (laughs) And I think that's a really, really good way of looking at that exchange with people because, no, it's, it's not like I think for a long time, me personally, I would take that advice so seriously when people would give it to me. And I would feel almost like I had to listen to them because of that age thing also. Like, if they're older than me, I have to take that advice. I have to respect my elders and I have to try and, you know, just bring those lessons into my life because they're so wise and da da da. Even when they may not do the same or, or anything like that, you know, it's just another tool to put in your toolbox if you need it or to forget or to, you know, use for that project or another one. It's, it's, and that tool for them and for you in this case now, for that tool for them was developed from other projects they had worked on in the past. You know, like you start working on a project and oh, now you have to go out and buy a new tool for that project specifically. Okay, now you've used that tool And you might still have it. Maybe you need to go buy another one. And now you want to go give it to somebody else. But that tool that you're giving to somebody else is based off of a project you had previously worked on. And that goes to show and explain the way that we, like, we conversate in general. All of the ways that we converse is all based off of our present experience in life and all the challenges we've been faced with in life. And 
it's so humbling to recognize that as well. And of course, a lot of the times we see this, but it's very subconscious. And to acknowledge those different tools and those toolkits and the way that we're all interacting from that different pattern of life is just, it helps us to understand it, to have deeper compassion. Because something that you get, I struggle with this too sometimes, is like trying to give my tools to people that don't need them. Or maybe they just need my tool of, or my skill of listening to be there. And that also comes into play with people, you know, expressing their needs to you in those moments and their boundaries. And maybe a boundary is that they don't want a tool, you know, they, they don't want to be offered a tool in that conversation. They want to be listened to, or they want to be just simply seen. And that also, you know, that comes with those periods of growth where they, where we can come to a conclusion of what we need and what we want and able to communicate it. So, you know, it does come with a lot of vetting and things like that of understanding and and learning and, and learning different ways to communicate. But at the same time, yeah, (laughs) I think that's a very beautiful acknowledgement to make. And it can be also, especially in romantic relationships, it can be very challenging to have this process because so much of our lives and so much of our interactions within this partnership are related to each other. There's a lot built within that dynamic. You know, there's there's a relationship and then there's you and then there's the other person or the other other person or the other other person, depending on your (laughs) preferences. But even within that, you have to acknowledge that. Like, you have to see that there's this middle ground of relationship values and morals and um, understandings and things like that. And there's also two separate people with two separate experiences and coming together into this relationship where things aren't always going to align and those tools and toolboxes and toolkits might mend together, but you have to kind of pick apart which tools to use and which tools are whose at the same time. Um, there can be a, like a, um, I think, innate sense of pressure in some ways of feeling like, oh, well, maybe I have to use this tool because my partner gave it to me. And, you know, we, we are in this experience together, but you also have to acknowledge that, like, okay, this is still their tool from their projects. This is still their, you know, their life experience. And it might not work for me. So I can keep it in the back of my head, but it just, it might not work. And that also goes to show the same concept of listening to podcasts <laughs> and doing self-help and and going to different like mental health in, instructional video like um venues and things like that you know these people and me for example we're, we're giving you tools from our toolboxes you know like this entire podcast is just my <clears throat> excuse me again I'm so sorry if that's annoying but this whole podcast is my set of tools from my personal experiences and the preferences that I have developed based off of those experiences or those those growth periods that develop from those experiences. This is not like, and in no way would I ever want anybody to, to think that. It's not me telling you like you have to think this way or you have to do this in order to get here because in reality... Some of the things, or maybe even majority of things I say, aren't going to work for a lot of the people that listen to this. But 
there are maybe aspects of it that may help people or there may be new perspectives to gain about other people or the people you're interacting with or just new perspectives to gain about life new ways of thinking and you know a lot of the times I have learned to take things that people tell me and to try to gain something from it regardless because every relationship has a reason you you, there's a there's something that comes out of everything and we're all like resources for people especially within toolbox kit we're all resources and whether that's being like, oh, you know, somebody that's going to help you on your car to somebody who's going to be there emotionally for you. We're all resources, you know. So utilizing those resources and information that people communicate with you from their experiences and trying to find something that resonates with you or even just like a perspective, There are always new perspectives gained within every conversation, and as long as you look at it like that, you will see it like that, you know? So, there's always a new way of perceiving and learning, and the more that you learn about those things, the more that you understand human behavior and people that you're interacting with. And even within me saying that, you might not feel the same way based off your experience, and it might change too. (laughs) Like, You can also be working on a specific project and need a specific tool and, you know, a tool could be offered to you, right? And you could take the tool and say, okay, you know, I don't need it right now. And then maybe later on that tool may come in handy or maybe the tool was like dual or something and you can use like a half of it, but you can't use the other side of it because it's not going to work for that. You know, like there's so many different ways to maneuver that analogy and maybe I'll make some art with that to be honest could be cool um but yeah like there there's so many different perspectives and again like podcasts and different educational things they're there for that like to have that new perspective and to gain new experiences and understandings of life and understandings of communication and all these different things and at the end of the day, we're all separate people. Like, we come together for, you know, different experiences. We come together for different common interests that are coming from different experiences. But at the end of the day, we're all separate individuals. And we're all experiencing life in a completely different way. We can be looking at the same image, right? And this is very common in the concept of art, is we could be looking at the same art piece but seeing completely different things. And that is the beauty of the human experience and the human existence because we're all just coming from drastically different backgrounds and drastically different perspectives and like mental constructs and ways of thinking that shape our entire reality. And I think Ram Dass had said it at one point where um, he was driving... I know, I don't don't know exactly what it was, but, um, you know, you could be driving down the same street, looking out the same window, and if you're hungry or something, you're going to notice all the restaurants you're passing by, right? You're going to see, like, oh, there's an ice cream shop there, there's a taco place right here, da 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 but if the other person looking out the window at the same exact time is maybe feeling like they want to be outside, like they just want to get out of the car, they're going to see all the nature, they're going to see the sidewalks, they're going to see the people walking and things like that, and that also comes to show like how our experiences can lead to the present moment and 
you know, different thought processes within that moment based off of our previous experiences throughout the day, throughout the week, whatever is happening presently that shape the reality in which we're perceiving it at that particular moment. And that, like, especially in relationships, that has to be acknowledged. And of course, me saying has to be is also subjective and relative. And you can take that as you wish. But in my perspective, I think that's so necessary because we constantly, like, I think a lot of times people want to have this, like, relationship where they're just thinking the same way, reacting the same way, understanding the same way, and creating this beautiful foundational relationship where the best part about relationships are really that, you know, we're coming from different places and we're learning to intertwine our lives together and understand the way that our thoughts work. And learning that new compassion. So if your partner is the one in the front seat, you know, thinking about the um, outside and you're the one hungry, you know, talk about it, right? And and ask and, and approach them with curiosity, like, okay, what's making you feel like you want to be outside so much? And then maybe asking them, maybe asking you, like, well, did you eat anything today? Like, um, are you craving anything? Like that type of conversation is so constructive and so like it allows people to feel so seen because what you're acknowledging there are different ways of existing and you're accepting that and you know that's very minuscule of an example but just as a as a, as a small example like that's empowering within itself to say like hey you know I see you and I hear you even though we have different experiences right now even though we're seeing the same thing that is so crucial and it goes to so much larger concepts especially like maybe polyamory and things like that where you know also those things can shift and change like you could think that a partner is okay with one thing and then that shifts and you have to like communicate that it's all the same thing when you really think about it this this concept is so broad we really try to tear it apart that it's hard to like um to narrow it down and encompass the entirety of it if that makes sense but at the end of the day we simply have to and maybe can guide ourselves and invite ourselves to acknowledge that you know our experiences are very individual but also very equal at the same time like we're all valid in our experiences we all come from different sources of trauma whether we want to acknowledge it or not and I think a lot of times also like when you are experiencing a lot of feelings it can be very difficult to connect outside of those feelings in some way you can be kind of overwhelmed by the way that somebody else is making you feel that it can be hard to acknowledge that you know, there's feelings that they have that are making you feel like that or, you know, things like that. So taking an extra step back and gaining awareness and then coming back into those emotions or coming back into your experience can be very helpful and constructive in maybe disconnective situations or maybe emotionally bound situations and things like that. But anyway, we are all amazing and beautiful, lovely human beings that are having completely different experiences that are very connected and very amazing (laughs) in every possible way. And I invite you this week or today to allow yourself to invite that in, to to ask some curious 
curious, curious questions about it and recognize the ways that your experiences differ and maybe the ways that you try to guide yourself into different ways of thinking because of somebody else's tool or yeah there's a million different ways you could go with that but whatever is meaningful to you and your phase of this present journey that you're on yeah use that as some some maybe a understanding of self and once again that's a tool that I'm bestowing onto you take it or leave it I hope you have an amazing day, amazing week, amazing weekend whenever you're listening to this. Many blessings to you. Namaste.